Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Back 40. My name is Alex, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. Hey, I'm Andy. What's up? I'm Dayton. And we are here, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. We just came off of episode six, which is probably going to be one of our top episodes that we absolutely loved to yes. record. Yes, I laugh every time I hear it again. I do too, man. It's so funny getting to relive some of those moments yes. like that. Like yes. the one you told about me with the being late for class. I completely forgot about <laughs> that. You unlocked that memory. Mr. Brooks, what's going on? It's uh, so good. I'm late. I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what would have happened if this was the real world? He said, I'd have been I late. would have been late. <laughs> did you just use yeah. your Batman voice, Andy? But, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, what are we talking about this week, Alex? Well, I think this week we're going to talk about some of our career choices and what we do for a living. Right, right. Yeah, I really so, thought we were going to talk about snacks. Uh, oh, well, we no. was going to talk about snacks, Andy, until <laughs> you changed the episode on me. Both you and Dayton, that's I had my list made completely a, out. That's a sore <laughs> subject right now. But yeah, we're so, not going to talk about that because we're going to talk about that in another episode, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you recall, uh, listeners, if you recall last episode, I kind of talked about um, just our, our backgrounds and what we do. And you'll hear us kind of make side comments about, you know, at work or what we do. And we got to thinking, and we're like, hey, these people. The listeners may not know what we do unless they know us or unless we tell them. So we decided we'd do an episode just about what we do for a living. Uh, this is not our full-time job. We're not that big yet. But, you know, if you're out there listening, you can oh, make us that I'm, big. I'm a pretty big uh, fella. Uh, uh, I like, uh, I like uh, a good buffet. Yeah. But. Okay. We'll talk about that in the snacks episode. But, yeah. So we wanted it's to... Not he got He got you there. <laughs> Which is... <laughs> Obviously not this episode. I'm back to being mad again. Right. So, uh, yeah, we wanted to have just a just a more kind of conversation heavy episode. Um, just talk about what we do, talk about why we do what we do, and what we enjoy about what we do. So, I guess uh, I guess whoever wants to go first, um, you know what? I, I'll kick it to Andy, and then we'll give Alex a little bit more time. Because I think he needs a little bit more time to explain his situation. Because his situation really is a God thing. And I didn't realize the extent of that until actually like a couple months ago when we first started talking about doing a podcast. So I'll kick it to Andy first, then you kick it to Alex. And we can just ebb and flow from there. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I think it's important for me to first say that I'm still in college for at least another week. I think I graduate the 11th, so next Saturday. So, woo! Hard day. Hey, graduate <laughs> next week? Yes, sir. Heck yeah, man. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> that was for you. Oh, yeah. But... I feel like you didn't enjoy that as much as you should have. I'm I'm dying on the inside. I'm thinking I'm just so dead inside because of how long I've been in college. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? Same thing every week. <laughs> but no. Oh, for right. I, yeah, I know that feeling. Right, exactly. You you're gonna know this more than like probably anybody, just because our career choices are so intertwined. So if you haven't heard it already, I know 
Alex kind of mentioned it briefly in, I think, the music episode, maybe something like that. I think he talked about his background. But Alex and I are both educators. He is a fully certified teacher, and I am kind of teacher in training. I have passed all my tests, and I've completed all my coursework, so I'm like one step away from getting my certification. But we are both educators in the sense of the word and the job. So, I'm an elementary ed major, and I am loving life. I just finished my student teaching, um, and I'm, like, heartbroken about it. Gosh, I'm heartbroken about it, because I get so attached to these kids. Yes. And that's, that's really what drove me into elementary ed, because if you know me from, like, oh, let's say five years ago, I don't know. Kids were not my thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, so. When Dana and I met, he, I was, I'm pretty sure, like, one of our first conversations was like, mm, children, no, probably not going to have any. Mm, right, I'm right. Not, not about that. Yeah. And I still stand by that, but it's different on, on the flip side. You know, there was a lot of maturity, maturation that happened throughout college. Because I started out in nursing, and I hated that. God, it was so bad. It was so boring. And I remember sitting in class, and that I had that like slap in the face moment where I'm like, "This is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life." Oh no. Uh 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 uh. No, get me out. Get me out right now. This is bad. <laughs> um. So I, that's what I did. I went to the registrar office and requested a major change, and that kind of started me on my journey. My goal was always to teach college. I would love to be a professor. And yes. that's that's still a goal of mine, still a long-term goal. I would love to end up there at some point. But what I didn't expect was I knew I had to start somewhere. I didn't expect that I would fall in love with elementary as much as I have. Like, I love the primary level. I love watching first graders go from reading uh, a sentence to a chapter book that's that's incredible so awesome isn't that it? is yeah there's nothing wow. else like that in the world and wow. to know that you play just a small piece of role in that progress is oh man it's life-changing there is no other career where you could have an impact on a child in that capacity yeah. like that i mean not dissing anyone like obviously doctors save kids lives and therapists help kids through situations so that allow them to improve their quality of life no knocks towards that or any kind of daycare facility any kind of career choice that allows the employee to work with children but teaching is a special profession and it takes a special kind of person and if uh, let me tell you this if you're in it for the money you need to leave you're not in it for the right reasons yeah you have to be sure. in this for the children yeah that was something we talked about a couple of weeks ago when i came across a teacher tiktok i did not realize how little teachers are paid it's it's appalling it's, it's, it is to, to it put is. this into perspective for the listeners um what was shocking to me and we'll get into this a little more, but without just completely going on a tangent about this, uh, there's this guy on TikTok, he's a teacher. He talked about what he makes as a teacher yearly, his yearly salary. And it is about the same as what I make. And uh, we'll get into this later, but I don't have to deal with people's kids all day. I deal with adults and my job is 
in comparison, my job is much easier and I make about the same, if not a little more than this guy who's teaching elementary education. And that is shocking to me. Yeah, it's, it's wild, man. Like it's, you know, because we don't like people are like, yeah, we're not going to get into this now. That's not what this episode's about. Nope. Nope. Or is it? Are we doing that right now? Honestly, I mean, I mean just... if you have if you have a, a like what's a concern to air, this, I mean, this feels like, like the right me, place to do it. You're I mean, in good you, company you, here. I mean, you know about it, Andy. Like everybody's like, oh well, y'all teachers, y'all get three months off in the summer. You get no, summer we, breaks off. You get summer Christmas break. break you get off. Christmas break off. You get and, spring break and a fall yeah, you get break. spring break and a fall break. And I'm like, no, I, I gotta get ready for the next week. Get out of yeah. town. Like, are you yeah. kidding me? Like, you think, uh-uh. if you think our summer break is from May to August, you have lost your mind. Yeah. Right. We get out way later and start way earlier. Way earlier. Yes. I'll never forget my first time where I'm like, okay, we get out on this date? Yeah. I thought we got out with the kids get out. No. No. You don't. No. I was like, so we come back on on this date, right? No. You come back a week before that date. I'm like, why? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and it's like, that sucks. (laughs) So It does. You know, and and it's like... Yeah, I will say this. We have good we have good benefits. Like Yes. I will say yeah. that. Like we have really good mm-hmm. benefits. Yeah. But um past that we just like the work that teachers do is just it's insane. Like if you if you see it on paper, like how much work you do versus how much pay you get for that work, it's it's crazy. It's absolutely and, the same. Yeah, and, let, and let's like not even let's not forget like like I said, I make about the same, if not a little more, as this guy on TikTok that I saw who is an elementary teacher. And again, let us not forget that he had to have a degree to get that job. Not only did he have to have a degree, he had to be certified. Right. And then yes. had to get certified after already getting his degree. You know what my job asked me when I applied? Did you graduate high school? Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. You're hired. And I make just as much, if not more. Oh, I I guarantee you there's people that have the same, that have had to have that same requirement of just graduating high school that make more than teachers. Right, right. I know for a fact, uh, my my cousin is an auto mechanic. And I know for a fact he makes more than I do. And he's never been to a day of college. Not one day. Hmm. It's crazy. Crazy. And I, I just think that, that that issue needs to be addressed. Like that they need to put in, you know, in the government into an act that, you know, teachers need to raise. Like at the state of Alabama, they yes. just now passed Georgia in pay rate. Just now. They were wow. in the bottom three. Wow. So we just now got like a, a raise and we're still behind some states. And also I think we, we, we'll get into this probably in another episode if we don't get into it in this one. But, you know, just in relation to 20 years ago, the importance of a college degree has gone down. So I do understand why, you know, certain people that just have high school education, they can get better paying jobs. But it does not negate the fact that there are people who do in some situations do crappy jobs and still get paid poorly for what they do. And teachers are one of those people. Yep. Like my brother, he is an electrician. He's a lineman. 
and he went to lineman school and he is very good at what he does. He hated school. So he found what he was good at, which was working with his hands and he made a career out of it. He went to trade school. He went to vocational school and got certified to be an electrician. And now he's making more money than I'll ever see in my lifetime. And I think that this comes from, this comes from my heart when I say this, and I know that Alex is going to feel the same way. When I advocate for teachers to make more money, I'm not saying we should make more money than this person because we work harder. That is not at all what we're saying. We are saying we should make more money for us because we work hard. Because that's how we feel as though our hard work is not as appreciated as other hard work. That's a good... Our quality of work is like greater than their hard work because effort's effort. Yes, that's that's a good distinction to make, and I'm glad that you made it because speaking from a perspective that I'm not a teacher, you know, speaking from the other side of the coin, the other side of the story, there is kind of this misunderstanding that like, and even with myself, I told y'all when I saw that TikTok, I called y'all to make sure it was legit because I uh, I was I was kind of you know taken back and upset a little bit that this guy was complaining about his teaching job because as I told y'all, and I was honest about that with y'all, I'm like, I don't understand why he's complaining. Like I, I said the same things. He gets these, he gets these months off. He doesn't work all year, you know, and even, you know, me and Andy have tried to make plans within the past couple of weeks. And he's like, well, December's open for me. And I'm like, well, cool. I, I, I'm free on weekends. You know, <laughs> I, I think, I think it is, just kind of there's this disconnect between people who do not understand the the system that educators work in and do not understand the amount and the level of work that it takes to do that job and that's not to say that i think it's important that you made that distinction because it's not to say that other people don't work hard it's just to say that teachers deserve more money for the work that they do. So I'm glad that you made that distinction, Andy. And to keep adding to this, like the world is constantly changing, but teachers pay has pretty much stayed the same. Like common core standards are not the same as they were 20 years ago. Kids aren't the same as they were 20 years ago. The cost of living isn't the same as it was 20 years ago. So why is it that everything else gets to evolve and adapt to those situations? Right. Modern medicine has a new journal article like every day now, especially in the COVID era, but teachers can't get rewarded more for having to put more work in than they ever have before. It is hard to be a teacher in this day and age. And that is why so many newer teachers, like first year teachers, second year teachers, even third year teachers are leaving the profession so early and going back to seek another job because it is very hard to be an educator in the climate we're living in. Right. Right. And I'm not trying to tip my hat here at all. This is a safe space for everyone to listen to, but I do feel a little hurt because we have a first lady right now that is an educator and I still don't feel like we're being heard at the federal level. Right. Like we, that there should be more going on. 
Right, and I, I'll relate this again, just to be the other side of the story. I'll relate this to my situation, and we'll talk about my job a little bit later. But in in my work situation, um, gas prices being what they are right now, I work about forty five minutes away from where I live, and I could, if I wanted to, go to my boss and say, "Hey, man, uh, I get paid every other week, so it's taking." $200 before I even get paid to just to put gas in my truck to get here. You think I can get a raise? Boom. I've got a raise, you know, because I, I'm a good employee. Okay. That's how it works for me. It doesn't work that way for teachers mm. and it should, it should, but it doesn't. There's a disconnect. Oh, no, I can't tell you how many out of pocket expenses come from teachers. Like, Pencils, paper, Here. glue, I can, markers, right expo, uh, it all comes out of our pay. You know what I'm saying? We had, like, we've been having Christmas parties and stuff, and like my kids in my fourth grade class made gingerbread houses, and none of the ingredients for that was provided. Exactly. One of my of teachers homemade the icing with all the ingredients, all mm -hmm. the toppings, the graham crackers, the jelly beans, the chocolate chips, the marshmallows, the marshmallow trees, the sprinkles, the glitter the Hershey bars, the candy canes, all of that was paid for out of pocket. Right, right. Yeah, like if you want to reward your students with a pizza party and a movie, guess who's got to buy the pizza? You. And right. yes, no one asked us to do that. Right. No one asked us to spend that money out of pocket. But that's what makes a good teacher when you're exactly. willing to go above yes. and beyond for your kids. And like you just said, Dayton, if in every other workforce you are a good employee and you're good at what you do, you typically get rewarded physically or like physically with positive praise or whatever. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't that doesn't even seem to happen. That's the yeah. expectation across the board. And when the bar sets so high, people get tired of it. Yeah. Yeah, there really is a disconnect. Again, back to what I said, there's a disconnect between everybody else's understanding of what teachers do and what actually happens. Mm -hmm. I think there are many misconceptions. Uh, for instance, the time off thing. Uh, I, I was not aware how much work you guys do during your quote-unquote time off until we had that conversation a couple weeks ago and had we not had that conversation i would never have known because i'm not designed to be a teacher and that that brings up another point um it takes a special person to be an educator it takes a special type of person to be an educator uh, no matter what level you're at if you deal with elementary kids if you deal with junior high high school, even, you know, college, and you're still dealing with adults, you catch a lot of flack from students, from parents, from administration, even administration for school boards sometimes, um, that other people, you know, I, I work with other adults. I don't have to deal with snotty kids all day. I don't even have to deal with 18, 19 year olds who are in college that think they know everything and turns out they don't know nothing. You know, I don't, I don't have to deal with nearly as much as you guys do yet up until we had that conversation, I was, 
um, I guess just kind of blissfully ignorant to everything that you guys do. And it kind of broke my heart a little bit when we did have that conversation. Cause it's like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, they get three months off during summer, but over half of that is just preparing for the next semester. They don't get as much time as everybody thinks they do. Here, and let and, me, yeah, let me yeah. put this in perspective yeah. for you. I know that I've told you this and I've told Alex this, but I wanted to just be sure to lay this all out here. Let me pull it up right here real quick. Where is it at? So for part of my college core, we have to make a unit plan. We have to make a unit plan. Okay. And that means I have to design a series of lessons. Oh, this man, one had this to be is, four. Uh, this is crazy. I know. This had to be four yeah. lessons. Um, and this is stuff that has to be typed all up and submitted. And obviously I can't do it during the day because I'm teaching. And do you know how long this unit plan is? How long? 76 pages. Oh my goodness. Of outside work. This is one unit that probably took up a week. One week's worth of work. Granted, this is very... One week's, one week's worth of work outside of work. Yeah, outside of yeah. work. During outside time off. of not yes. during scheduled hours. Right. Like, if I was wow. employed... At the time I did this, I wouldn't get paid for doing that. I wouldn't get paid for writing all this up. Right. Wow. Wow. I mean, it's it's stuff like that. It's not that, like, I, this is still, this is for college. This is not exactly how it would be done in the real world. Lesson plans are not near as long and drawn out as my college just tries to make them that way so we know the process. And I get it. I understand, but I've also written probably 56 to 60 lesson plans in my time. I think I know how to write one. And this is a gripe that I hear all the time. I've read it on blogs and journal forums. I've heard it with my own two ears. I've seen it on TikTok and comments. Educators are licensed professionals. So let us do our jobs. Doctors who are licensed professionals don't often get micromanaged. Right. CEOs are professionals in their area or their business of their company. They don't usually get micromanaged. Yeah. So it's just, it's one of those things, you know. And I'm glad that I said what I said at the beginning because I really want to bring that around. I love what I do. And despite all of the concerns that I'm airing right now and just venting there's not a day that I wake up that I'm not happy to go to school I love my job I love what I do I wouldn't trade it for the world even with all of this that we have to deal with I just wanted to put that on the table so for people who are listening and maybe they don't quite understand what it's like maybe they're like you and they're just blissfully unaware of exactly what happens in the classroom because it is like a like a closed space there's not a lot that is seen about what goes on behind the scenes you know test scores and stuff like that the report cards that get sent home grades 
classroom demographics and stuff that kind of stuff is public knowledge typically right you would know the different schools in our district and oh this school has good test scores this school has mediocre test scores this school's really good in science this school's really good in math you would know those kind of things as a parent but it's just one of those things that you know it, i really wish that we had like one-way mirrors yeah and we were doing it like like fish tank style fishbowl style i think is yeah. what it's called, where you can peek um from the outside in and really see what goes on in the yeah. classroom yeah. because you really don't know so that's all i'm trying to do i love my job i love what i do i went trade it for the world even on sundays i'm not like oh monday's tomorrow i mean i'm prepared for a long monday just because it's a monday but i don't ever regret it and i love what i do and that's at the elementary level now alex's level is a whole different beast because i'm elementary and i'll just let him tell you alex go ahead and tell us what your career is okay so i started out you know i went to college for music and uh did that but i ended up teaching special education so and i just fell in love with it like and i never had the mindset of when i was in college yeah i want to teach special ed it was the exact opposite like there's no way you could get me to do that like i, I would remember teach math before you i had teach that class special education like yeah, I had the class, right? Yeah, um, children with <clears throat> exceptionalities or something, mm-hmm. and yes. you were coming up with all these different like ideas for treatment plans. And I remember you were like, "Oh, man, I, I just need to get over with this class." Yes, and I was like, "I just gotta, I gotta get out of this. Like, I just need to get through this class. I, like, this is absolutely destroying me." Like, and now I'm teaching it, and I love it. Like, I just, it's just something about it. Like. You know, you have a love for your students, your kids that you have. And, you know, it takes a lot of patience for teaching, period. And it takes a lot more patience for special ed teachers. Alex, I I want you to, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I I, kind of want the audience to have the same experience that I had when I, I heard this part of the story. Because, like I said, it was a couple months ago, and we've been friends for years, but... It was a couple months ago when I had this kind of aha moment of why you ended up doing what it is that you do. Um, and you told me the situation that happened at the school. I think you were going in. Uh, at first, you were just subbing, and it was supposed to be like a temporary thing. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, and I was, you know, I was waiting to get a music job somewhere. And you know, when you graduate mid-year, it's hard to find that. It's 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 hard to find a job anywhere mid-year like it's just kind of got to sub so that's what i did i subbed and i went from school to school and i had a i had a week where there wasn't really any subbing so i was like cool so i don't know if it's just take this week off or like you know or what so then uh the school that i work at now they call me and they're like hey we need a week of you like we need a, a sub for a week I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'll do it. And they're like, you're going to be doing special ed. And I was like, no, I can't do that. No. So, and then she's like, we really need, we really need someone, especially a man. I was like, okay, I'll try. So I go there and, you know, like the kids are awesome, man. Like 
they're so awesome like you just fall in love with them and you, know, you get to know them and you spend time with them you go to pe with them you know you do everything with them like and they're just awesome kids and you know the school i work for too the other kids like you know sometimes with special ed it doesn't go well when you when you try to you know like go to the when you go to pe or when you go to the library or when you go to uh uh lunch but this school these these kids love these kids like they love each other and they're all a big family but you know i was i was subbing and subbing and i got to where i spent three weeks there like consecutively subbing for this open position and uh then they asked me they were like hey do you want to just take this job we would love to have you and i was like are you serious and they're like yeah yeah we were like we want you like really bad and that's what the principal both principals said and the assistant principal was my principal in elementary school so he was like i can't think of anyone better like he said when i when you started subbing here i knew what was going to happen is it because i know i know how you are because i've had i've taught you i've had you uh you know in administration i was your principal he's like i just know you're a good guy you're a good person you're a good worker i know you'd be a great teacher and he said, I didn't even know you were doing that until you walked in the door here. And he said, I just had a feeling that, you know, you would be good at that. So they they hired me and now I teach there and I love it. And it's just kind of like, it's crazy to think that I was subbing and one day they walked in and was like, hey, you're the new guy. You're the new person. Wow. I'm like, dope. <laughs> so, and and I love it like you know it's hard though you know you have we have certain things we have to do that are not in regular general ed classes yeah you know so I've like there's some students we've had to restrain you know there's being the things like that we have you know wheelchairs we have you know we have to take special care of our students yeah you know and but we also have a lot of fun like every Friday yeah. we go on field trips yeah Every oh, Friday, I love that. every yeah. Friday we go uh, go karting or we go bowling, watch a movie, we go swimming, like, and people just donate for that to happen. So, wow, you know, it's awesome, and I, I, I fell in love with it. So that's it's just hard to explain. Like, I mean, and you could sit there and you could, it's just like me. It's like I don't want to do that. Like, why would I ever do that? Like, if, I, if that was the only job I had, I would just take another job, and then I just fell in love with it. Wow. And that's that's really that's what I meant earlier when I said it's a God thing that that happened to you. Yeah, because because I I know I know myself well enough to know that I am not designed to be an educator of any kind, much, 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 much less an educator of children or even adults with those set of needs um, it takes a special person to be an educator and it takes an even more special person to be uh, an educator of a special ed class um, and so just to think that God designed you in in the way that you needed to be designed to put you where you're at today is incredible to think about to me because yeah. like you said like you didn't you never would have thought that you ended up that you would have ended up there. Right. Like I didn't want it. Like, right. I, and I, even, yeah. when, 
even when you were taking classes that had to do with those things just that you had to take for for college like you're like i i just gotta get through this class i can't i, I know i'm not going to end up doing this i just need to get through this class i hate this this I, I can't do it and then you end up doing it and the uh just like i said that god designed you to do that because you're so good at your job and uh, again the school saw it um when you told me this story i saw it like hey like it takes a special person to do that and that's that's incredible to me that's awesome to me yes and i love it and like when andy was talking earlier about you know you, when you see a student they read like you know a start of a sentence and then by the end of the semester they read they're reading the whole chapter like you know when you pour into your students they pour back into you yeah you know it's like even even in special ed like when i see that you know when i'm working with a student and he sees that i'm trying my hardest with him like we're changing things we're or modifying things we're getting things done and then all of a sudden he's like i got it let me show you how what you let me show you what you did for me that made me understand this i love that wow like i, I can't like i'm just like like you just want to break down. i'm about to cry right now like you literally know what I'm like, <laughs> like, and you're just like i need a moment <laughs> you know and uh it's you never would have thought students could someone younger than you or just a student period could just like touch you like that and and they can like it's just an incredible feeling and it's it's just i love my job like andy said i love waking up to go to school every day even though it's special ed i love getting i have a, a student i get him off the bus every morning and he just loves to see me every morning like he's just like mm. he's just ready to go when he sees me and it's just awesome that's precious yeah so i, I love it it's it's a different environment like Dayton said, it definitely takes the right person. It does. Because if, if you get the wrong person, everybody's going to be miserable. Not just you, but your students, especially special ed students. They're going to mm -hmm. be really miserable. Mm -hmm. Like, and they're going to like, you know, they're going to, you know, have their little ticks more and, and that's going to make you more mad and you more frustrated. But, you know, like I said, you get the right person, it's smooth sailing for everybody. And, you know, I feel like we, maybe we haven't talked enough about the kids because that's a big part of our profession. Like, what you said is is the perfect way to say that, so I'm not going to try and, and re-say it because there's no way to top that. Those kids will work for people that they love. Yes. They will. Then they will pour back into you what you pour into them. It's a cycle. And like as, as a student, all of those years ago, I may not remember every doctor I ever went to, or I may not remember like every person who checked me out at Walmart or whatever, but the teachers that really made a difference in my life, I, I remember now and I will remember for the rest of my life. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, and good. Um, I, I'm sorry, I just had to say this before you get any further on because I think this is a good place to insert this. But I saw a post on Facebook earlier this week, Andy, uh, and it was the post about uh, from the school that you've been student teaching at. Yes, I saw um, the same post all over it. Was about, yeah, <laughs> it, was so good. It, it was about you leaving and how much they were going to miss you and how much of an impact you made on the kids. 
and I just have to tell you publicly because uh, I don't think I've told you yet but I am so proud of you that you have you have been that teacher for somebody that they'll remember when they get to college um, I'm so proud that even like you said a few years ago you're like I hate kids like I'm not I can't deal with kids I'm so proud that you've grown into a person that can be an educator and that will be a teacher that those kids will remember like hey Mr. Parks had an impact on my life Uh, and that picture really set it all for me you acted a fool for that picture and um that's it's incredible to me, and I'm proud of you for that. Yes, wow. for real. I okay. like I like I love that. Like me and Bethany talked about that the other day, and we're like, and shoot, you might have been listening when she came here, and we talked about. It. I was like, bro, he's gonna be so freaking good at elementary teaching. I was like, yes, bro, like, yes. I was like, he's gonna he's like the perfect person for that, and I'm like, if I. If I was a principal, I would hire him right now, like because I know that he's going to be good. Like, there's just no, it's just a guarantee. Like, he can connect with the kids on the on the level that they need to be connected with, you know. Yeah. Like, you're, you're just incredible, man, and you're going to be incredible. Like, you know, there's just you wow. are incredible. I mean, wow. it's just like, and there's no telling how many kids that you're just going to like touch and that. I'm proud of you, man. It's all I can say. Like, and whoever hires you, you know, they're going to be, they're getting a good one. Woo. Y'all, y'all need to stop. Okay. <laughs> anyway, enough of the mush show. Uh, <laughs> y'all, I just need to tell man you. Man up, that, boy. <laughs> that is everything that every teacher wants to hear. No amount of, of money that is like gapped between us and other professions that value of changing a kid's life forever that's richer than any currency in the world um it's so hard on tuesday i leave my fourth graders um and i'm not sure if i'm gonna get to see them again um at least not for a long time you know i won't be with them every day and oh it's so hard it's so hard to get attached to kids and get connected with them and to know about their lives and you know it's not just teaching out of a textbook Mm. we're not teaching to the test we're teaching kids where they're at if i have a kid who has been a problem kid for grades prior all the way back to kindergarten it's just because nobody ever took the time to exactly with that kid yes and be like okay what doesn't work for him and how can we make that better how can we modify that that you should ask yourself if you have a kid that you can't reach you're saying okay what doesn't work for him and what can i try to do better and you know there are kids that you just can't crack sometimes and maybe yeah. you were not going to be that person for that one but it's okay and that's fine maybe you're not that person's forever teacher or you're that person's awesome inspiration but you can still be a positive light in that kid's life as an educator um and you should be trying your best every day to do that and yeah. that's all that i ever try to do every day that I wake up and go in there is I may not be the best teacher or 
the best version of a fourth grade teacher or the best math teacher or whatever, but I'm going to be the best me that I can be for those kids every day because that's what they deserve. Yes. 100%. Yes. Uh, I want to say something else um, before we move on. I mentioned that me, me and my wife, every Sunday we go and eat lunch at my my parents' house, uh, just have a Sunday lunch. And I told them earlier because my mom happened to come across that same picture and she said, oh, look at Andy. Um, sweet Andy, she calls you, you know. She does um, call me Sweet Andy. <laughs> yeah, so. I love it. Sweet yeah. Andy. Yeah, so <laughs> she saw that and I told her then, and it's something I want to say now. Uh, again, it takes a special person to be a teacher. Um, because one aspect that I know I'm not designed to be a teacher, one reason I know is because I don't have patience enough to deal with children. But another aspect, and what was even more highlighted for me by seeing that picture, is that you got to have some thick skin to make these connections with these kids and work day in and day out with these kids. And then, you know, even if you were to stay at that school, you know, those kids next year are going to be in fifth grade and you're not going to have the same kids. It takes a special person to come in and make a difference in a child's life and then let them go. And, you know, maybe not ever see them again. Um, maybe not ever have that experience with them again and just kind of hope and pray that what you did made an impact um, because that would break my heart at the end of every semester. Um, it takes a special person. And again, I'm proud of you. Gosh, I can't tell you or anyone listening right now how fast a year goes until you're in it. Dude, it zooms. I cannot tell you how fast a year goes until you're... I can't believe that it's already December. I can't believe it. Yeah. It was just Halloween. Just Halloween. Literally, like, it's crazy. It, it, It zooms, man. And, like, I will say... The longest month of the year is January. Like, I feel like I'll never get out of January. But when you get out of January, it's like, all right, man, let's graduate. Well, it's summer. Know, May is testing. So then you have January, exactly. February, March, April. April's you're really gearing up for the last push. So you're thinking you have all this content to wrap up January, February, March. And then you're like, oh, it's December. And we haven't even touch division what's yeah. going on <laughs> i know it's like oh my gosh but i, I mean know. you know at the end of the day it's kids are more than numbers they're more than a percentage yes. they're more than grades on a test yes and growth looks different for everybody like i love what you said alex about how your kids grow because whether it's from sentences to chapter books or whether it's learning how to write your name or if some of your kids, whether it's walking unguided from one classroom to another without Mm -hmm. running or without having an altercation, that's growth. That's growth for those kids. And that's all that we can expect out of them. That's right, man. Just it's progress, pulling progress out of them, you know, just making sure they're learning like how to do stuff. Like, cause a lot of our stuff is life skills. You know, yeah. like how to like how to live by yourself, like you know, because one day 
those students will have that like yeah you know and they gotta know how to do these things especially so. at high school level yeah. yes yeah and that's you know Dave and I were just talking last night that's why I love Sweet Jordans yeah I feel like mm. that is such a wonderful organization um, and if you if you're listening you don't know what Sweet Jordans is it is like an ice cream parlor um, but it's geared as a like entry level job for kids with exceptionalities kids that would yes. would be in Alex's class it teaches them how to be in the workforce how to interact with the general public how to have a job how to develop a skill yeah. and make a career out of it yeah. and because that's what it's all about it is man you took the word out of my mouth that's real mm-hmm. life that's real life and even when we all uh, go to heaven it's not going to matter how much money is in my bank account right i just right. had nope. to live i just had to live Right. And I, something I said in a prior episode um, about there being a lot to be said about just learning how to do life rather than learning uh, just every single word from a textbook. Um, even for people without exceptionalities, I think that that is something that is kind of lacking in education. Even for, even for quote-unquote normal kids who are about to go to college and, you know, get a degree, something they want to do. But you know what? After college, you're spit out into the real world. And, you know. You know, you know and keep going. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I mean, you're probably about to finish my sentence for me. No. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not. I think currently the education system, the education that I have experienced uh whether I was a part of them or just know somebody who was, I don't think there's enough teaching about just how to be a productive person, just like how to live. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, yeah, and this is, this is one of my mantras. I tell my wife all the time, you know, if we go through a struggle or we have an argument or, you know, we just talk about stuff we've been through. I've told Andy this before, because just the past five years of my life, this has really rang true for me. Life will teach you lessons that a textbook never can. And I think that we need to focus a little bit more on that in the education system. And it's really special that Sweet Jordans and organizations like that do that for people with exceptionalities. And teachers like Alex will teach those kids, you know, yeah, you know, learn this stuff from the textbook so you can pass this test, but I'm also going to teach you this and what to do about this when life throws this at you. I think that's so important. Yes, and like, I can't, like, when I graduated went to college, I can't tell you, like, how bad I wish somebody in high school or that there was a class that told me how to balance a freaking checkbook, okay? No like. Because you, when you get hit with the real world, it's bad when you don't know how to do some things like that. I yes. wish someone told me earlier, hey, your credit score matters. Yeah. You know that? Yeah. Like, you're going to need that. You and know? someone had walked me through a W-4 before yes. I ended it. Oh, my gosh. Yes, dude. See, I, yes. I, was, I was homeschooled, and so I didn't have a lot of the experiences that people who go to public school have. But I thank God for some parents that taught me how to balance a checkbook and taught Mm -hmm. me how to do some taxes Mm -hmm. and taught me how to, you know, if you are part at W2, W2 is another beast. If you're a part of an organization that requires you to take out your own taxes, how much do you put back? 
um, and not not just my parents either. Like Matthew Holt from Bethel told me when I got my first job out of college, uh, hey, you're going to have to put back 20% for taxes right away. And I, I thank God for people in my life who told me that. Um, because textbooks really won't. You know, it's numbers, cool. But life will hit you in the face if you don't know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Textbooks are black and white. Life is the gray. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I, look, and I feel like that is a perfect segue into kind of where I was wanting to go with this because we haven't talked a lot about parents. And as an educator, there's this perception that typically it's teachers and then parents and they're just colliding and they're not getting any progress but i don't know about alex's situation but i know in mine that teacher parent communication is so important and when you two are jiving magic happens because that allows you the opportunity to further the conversation at home and then we don't have situations like we're talking about right now where kids are like, I wish I'd learned that in school. I wish I'd learned that in school because now the learning isn't just happening inside the four walls of a school. Exactly. Because it's being carried into the home. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's the parent teacher communication is everything. Like mm-hmm. it, it is. And not only that, the parent teacher administration communication is everything you need you need your principal to have your back mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying absolutely like, it's it's just amazing and you know we get into a world where you know what i'm not even gonna say that we're not even gonna go down that rabbit hole nope that's yeah i feel like i knew where you were going i feel like i knew <laughs> yep. where you were going we're not really um, gonna go down that rabbit hole <laughs> and you know okay i'll i'll dig us out of it then um there are a lot of times where people come up with the idea that's like, oh, what about the kids who don't have parents? And, you know, I hate that that's a real, like, possibility. Like, um, yeah, and I have uh, one of my students, he is dropped off by a DHR person, and he is picked up by a DHR person every day. I hate that. See, you know, I and, hate that yeah. kids don't have that kind of support at home. And I feel yeah. like that's where that's where our job becomes even more special because we become that yes. person. We yes, yes, we do. Yes, we do. That at that moment in the day, you know that this is the only normal normal normality that they will get. Yep. You know, they come in, they get to eat breakfast with us. We go through our lessons with them. We have snack. We do some downtime or whatever. We come have some lunch. We go learn some more. We go PE. They have a normal day. Mm-hmm. You know, they can have other kids and other adults. But when they go back, they don't have that. They don't have a mom and dad to come home to. Mm-hmm. They don't have a reality at home. Because wow. some of them might not even be at home, at a home. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I will never forget the moment that I had a stark realization of just how rough some people have it. I'll never forget at oh, me my too. old elementary me school, too. we used to have like moms and muffins and dads and donuts. And I always remember vividly, I saw someone eating with one of the teachers and I'm like, huh, I did not know that that was their mom or their dad because they don't have the same last name. And it's right. not until I got much older, I'm like, 
no, that teacher took that upon themselves to act as that role so that yes. it could have some normalcy. Maybe that kid didn't have a mom and that teacher filled in that, that could spot. Be a, that could be a family where they don't even eat together. And oh my you know what goodness, I'm if like, that was me, I would have sobbed if someone did that for me. And then you got students that don't even get to eat mm-hmm. until they get to school. It is a very, very real thing. In any elementary school, you are going to see kids snuffing stacks, stuffing snacks in their pockets or maybe saving a little piece of their breakfast and taking it home. You're going to watch that stuff happen. And it's simply because those kids don't have enough to eat. So they are doing whatever they can mm-hmm. to make sure. And that's why I think programs like the Family Resource Center, where they send home sack bags of food, like for weekends, yeah. Yeah. those are excellent programs. And a lot of people don't know of that they exist, but they should absolutely get more support yes. financially because that is saving kids' lives. Like Literally. our school, like our school cafeteria stays open during breaks. That's excellent. Like, uh, like if you want, like, if, if, uh, you know, if you're hungry or you can't get food, if you can make it to the school, they will feed you. Like, they will give you a sack lunch and you can go back home and eat it. Mm-hmm. And they do, I think they do that through the summer too. But, you know, you have to sign up for all that and all that jazz. But, you know, it's free. You, you go and get the lunch and you go home. Like, so that's and excellent. I think it's awesome. Yes. Like, I'm sure people who are listening right now saw all the movements during the big long lockdown that we all had in 2020, where schools would like have teachers come out and they would send buses full of trays and stuff to kids yes. to mm-hmm. make sure that they had food. That is the name of the game right there that is beautiful and that that was like televised that was on mainstream media outlets that was being broadcast to all families all around the nation that had tv screens that were watching yep i was i was remember being shocked i'm like i can't believe people are seeing this happen right and i just i'm we're not gonna go down there okay um you know I, i just feel like We've been talking a lot about education. Yes. And it's it's really been a great conversation. It's been yes. good to hear about the other side of the track, you know, from elementary general ed to high school special ed. That there's a big there's a big gap there. So it's been really interesting yeah. to hear your thoughts. Not that we don't talk about it all the time, but in like official setting. I've heard stuff today from you that we haven't talked about. So it's been educational right. for sure. But yes, for sure. The world's Same much bigger. Say than just a school and Dayton has already kind of alluded to it in the midst of our conversations but Dayton does not work in a school he does have another job which he would love to enlighten us about so take it away bud yeah so I think I need to give a little bit of background just because of some things that I have said already in this episode um, about kind of what led me to where I am currently Uh, I obviously talked about 
Matthew earlier and the program we were in. We've talked about that in other episodes, so I won't get too deep into that. But suffice to say that music has always been a very, very, very big part of my life. Um, And I've always been incredibly blessed to be around the music that I love and to even expand my horizons as I met Alex and Andy and, you know, a lot of people at school. Um, but I, I want to say that I got, I have to be careful, but I got a job right out of college. Um, pretty much right after college, I I got married. I wore, I cut grass for a little while, but not long after getting out of college and getting married, I got a job singing and absolute dream job for me. Um, I loved it. I loved every opportunity that I had to get on that bus and go sing. And that's actually something me and my wife talked about. We just got back from our anniversary trip and uh, we went to Dollywood. And there will be people that line up uh, and circle around uh, the building just to see the inside of a tour bus that Dolly Parton was on. And a big part of that is because it was Dolly Parton's tour bus. But another part is that, you know, people just think it's amazing to be on a tour bus. And my wife said, you know, it, it's it's kind of funny that these people line up to see a tour bus. And I was raised on a tour bus. Uh, it's nothing special to me. And I reminded her and myself, you know, yeah, but you have to think about how incredibly blessed we were to have lived that kind of life. Um, and I did. I, I, I got on a bus every weekend, uh, sometimes five days out of the week I would be singing um, and I I got to do that for a year I got to live my absolute dream for a year and I cannot tell you how thankful and grateful I was for that opportunity but as we said before sometimes life hits you in the face Um, real life hit me in the face I had to get another job and it led me to where I am now and again it's a God thing because Uh, My wife's brother is the accountant for a clothing company, and he had been talking to me before I even needed a job, and he's like, hey man, why didn't you you, uh, ever want to come work here? And I'm like, well, I just, you know, I didn't really want to work in a warehouse. I didn't, I don't, I just don't think it's my thing. And he's like, okay, well, if you ever need it, you know, let me know. And so, obviously, when I was in need of a job, um, he was he, he was well aware of that because, you know, he is my wife's sister and they talk. So, he was like, hey, just put in an application and see what happens. So, ended up getting this job at a warehouse of a bridal clothing company. Um, and it's not just bridal clothes, but they do like special occasion clothes. Um stuff for like prom and tuxes and dresses and but the main revenue for the company I work for is their bridal park stuff and so I you know it doesn't sound it doesn't sound special and it is kind of um, I feel kind of um, silly to even talk about it after we talked about uh, teaching and how much of an impact that makes but I'll tell you just for me uh, specifically and me personally I love the job that I am now. So what what I do is I am shipping and receiving in a warehouse and I unload trucks, I make boxes, I put stuff in boxes, I put stickers on boxes, I scan codes, I, you know, 
I, I put stuff on shelves. Um, it's not an illustrious job whatsoever, but I could not be more thankful for the job that I have. And this goes back to what I was saying earlier. I get paid pretty stinking well for what I do. <laughs> I'm not, like I'm not, I'm not a teacher. I just dropped my ring. Um, I'm not a teacher and I'm not making a huge impact, but something that my, we had evaluations a couple weeks ago and something that my boss said, he's like, Hey, you're an asset to our team. Uh, I'm glad that you're here. And you know, that's, that's something simple, but that really did my heart good. You know, just right. to know that you are working for a, a better whole and that you, you, um, you make a difference in what you're doing. Uh, it's a fantastic company, fantastic benefits, um, fantastic pay, fantastic communication. Again, something that's lacking with educators, but I am incredibly blessed that uh, I was actually friends with my boss before he was my boss. And so communication is always very easy for me with him. Um, I don't have to worry about time off. I just kind of let him know, and he's like, okay, cool. Um, incredibly blessed, and I love it. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's what I do. I work in a warehouse. Very nice. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. So, hey, would you consider it to be a pretty low-stress job? Um. So, low-stress in the sense that we don't deal with people. Okay, so you're not working with the general public. You're just not working. working with the general public. I'm not in retail. Okay, yeah. Um, the people up front where I work deal with more people. The people that take those calls from angry brides um, and you know accounting, and which is what my brother-in-law Taylor is in. Um, they they have more stressful jobs, but the warehouse man, we got music playing. We have our AirPods in. We can listen to whatever we want. We can drink coffee, water. You know, as long as we get our job done, it's low stress. Um, it, it's it's awesome. I love it. That's awesome, man. Yep. Do you so? Okay, let's take a departure here. Yeah, feel free to ask questions because I'm done with my statement. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have have anything else to talk about unless you ask questions. So, After you've been at this job, do you ever think you would go back to music? Is that your goal? Where where do you, what's your long-term goal here? Like career? Like I saw mine was college and Alex said that he loved where he was at and wouldn't trade it for the world. Like what's your Um, long-term goal? Singing full-time will always be my dream job. Okay. Always. Okay. Always. Like, um, Singing Southern Gospel or... I mean, I don't like that label. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess to answer your question, technically, yes. Well, what, what, what label would you label it as? So there was... And it's just kind of petty and, and stupid a little bit. But there was a big debate between some southern gospel artist a couple weeks ago over facebook because somebody mentioned uh they just asked a question on their facebook page what is southern gospel who sings it and who doesn't and so there's a big debate going on right now about you know how blurred are the lines between different genres of christian music and um so i i don't really know what to call what i sang or what i am good at singing but 
I guess Southern Gospel is the best term that makes it easier to understand for listeners and anybody who just doesn't know. Fair. Um, so yeah, Southern Gospel. Uh, Christian. At least Christian music. It'd be, I guess, the, the broadest and best term. Yeah, I agree. Music. Okay. Because they, there's different sects of Southern Gospel. Like, there's quartet style. There's this kind of new age. Uh, there's mm-hmm. country, more country Southern Gospel. There's soloist. Uh, there's family groups. There's a lot of different styles. So I guess Christian music <laughs> is the best way to say. To just label it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that will always be my, my dream job. Will I ever do it again? I guess that's up to God. I'm definitely willing. Um, I will obviously have some trepidation just because I did have my dream job and it didn't work out in the best way. But I would love to do it again in the future. But again, I'm not unhappy where I'm at. So it would it would have to be a God thing, like I said. Well, Dane, I will say this earnestly i love that you found kind of a good in-betweener but i've heard a lot of i've heard a lot of singers in my life singers that i would deem to be very very good i do think you have what it takes to make it in a music industry whatever industry you would choose for that to be yeah for sure i do think you have what it takes vocals no duh but i also think that you have the the tenacity for it yeah you have the ability to not only sing but you play you write you have a great ear. We we play back and forth all the time with that stuff. We're like, oh, what about this? Ooh, what about this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was half of our college living together experiences. <laughs> but what um, if we put this note on top of this note, it shouldn't work, but it probably will. Let's try. <laughs> yeah, my college experience with stuff was kind of like, what if I dip this cheese stick into honey mustard? <laughs> That was kind of like my my thing, and I was like, you know, that's okay. What if I did this into hot mustard? And that okay, was very so, so hey, what did... if I dip my Sonic cheeseburger into this marinara? <laughs> that, that was, was bad, crazy. by the way. Don't do that. That was really bad. That was terrible. So something that this did, uh, it opened up. <laughs> I think you tried it. <laughs> something that this did open up for me to say is that I, just because. So the reason I would say Christian music is because that is the music that I believe in the most. Uh, the message I am Christian, obviously, if y'all haven't picked up on that yet. But what? yeah, uh, so <laughs> that is uh, I, I could never support another kind of music the way I support that music simply because I believe wholeheartedly in the message that that music represents. But. That is not to say that I do not dip my toe into other types of music. In fact, pretty much every song I've written has been either country or Americana or pop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never really written. I've written one Christian song. Um, so it, when I say I, I would be a Christian artist, it was good That's not limiting uh, any musicianship or just not artistry to but included yeah, what was correct. so dang that the christian song you wrote wasn't that the even the mountain yeah room. even even the valley obeys okay you yeah, want me that, to tell do you want me to tell the story of that i i really do because i okay. i loved that song when you first yeah. played it for me like it still stays here i still remember the chorus <laughs> yeah so 
and this is actually crazy because it's the one song that took me more than a day to write. Um, I was at work. I was 17. I, I worked at, at a grocery store, and I was putting stock up on a shelf. And I just had a bad day. I think it was a Monday. I just had a bad day, and I was going through some stuff with trying to tie up senior year of high school, and I was going through some stuff with the relationship I was in at that time. I was just having a tough time with life. Um, and what I would call the Holy Spirit spoke to me. You know, you can call me crazy if you don't agree with that view. But I say the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Hey, even your valley has to obey your God. And I about ran up and down the aisle I was stalking. That's it. When that happened. But That's it. I, 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 I wrote that down. What's the thing yeah. they used to do in Collins? It's Shimonabo. What was that? Shimonigata. So uh, I wrote that down and I'm like, I'm going to write a song about this. Um, and so I wrote like the course. And then a year later, when I got to college, I wrote the verses. And so, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I'll let you know, I have never written a song. So. There you go. You mean about well, Dave? I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you want to sing a little bit of it? It's been a while since I've had it. Yeah, oh. I like, yeah, I'll, I like that you got put on the spot while you're not sick because I got put on the spot while I was very sick. <laughs> I'm you want me to I'm wait sharing the sick? wealth? I'm sharing the wealth. Okay. Like so sick. Like I can't even hardly speak sick. Um, hey, do you want to sing us a song? Not really. Here. <laughs> Half of the people that are listening to this know us and know that we sing this is what they came for give them what the way give them what they want baby okay so i'll just sing the course um <clears throat> even the mountains move when you tell them to even the rocks cry out if i neglect to worship you Cause you are the mighty one So I will praise your name What an awesome God That even my valley obeys Oh. <laughs> I love that's that, so dude. Good. I've never that's heard so that. That's so freaking good. Isn't that so good? So good. <laughs> This has been the back 40. I'm out of here. <laughs> it's like I'm out of here. So good. Like, yeah, you may not be able to walk into a classroom and teach, but I will never, never write a song like that. <laughs> yeah, I can back that up, man. I can't even rhyme. Like, I'm trying to, like, trying to think of something to rhyme right now. I just can't even think of it. Hey, you said rhyme twice. That rhymes. Hey. I mean, technically. <laughs> I appreciate y'all. Technically. Also. Technically. Oh, oh, no, no. That don't rhyme. Never mind. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Nope. Oh, oh, I'm a poet. Didn't know. <laughs> Gosh. That's so dumb. Oh, man. Uh, you're ridiculous. I do what I can, you know, which isn't much. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> I do too. Look at Jiggy with a headache.
I laugh so hard. It's I'm so fast. Mm. That's crazy. But yeah, I pre I appreciate y'all's y'all's kind words. I really do. No, for real. I meant every word of it. I know that I, I joke around all the time. But I meant that. You do joke around a lot. You do. Well, I think we've just about, you know, covered uh, everybody's careers and what we're doing and what we like to do either way or what we're look, working forward to. But uh, as we're wrapping this up, I'm wrapping this up. Uh, I have a recommendation for you. Mountain Ooh. Dew has a new flavor and you can't see it right now, but I am holding it in my hand <laughs> right now. Just beautifully displaying this for none of you to see. <laughs> but I'll try to find it. Uh on Google, I'm sure it's on Google, and we'll post it to the page. But it's called the new flavor is called Mountain Dew Thrashed Apple, and I want you to know that this is very, very high on my top ten snack list that we did not get to. Okay, today, <laughs> but it next will be week. another episode next, next week? week. Okay, next week. Yeah, this is extremely good. Okay, this is probably it's better than Voltage. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I yeah, I, I haven't is. had crisp apple. Yeah, you haven't. You have not had thrashed apple, but I'm telling you, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah, I don't. It's right there with Baja for me. Uh, I don't know. You in some dangerous territory talking about voltage. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to talk about, about Baja too. It's right there with Baja. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, it's so good. It's it's one of the best Mountain Dews. So if you can get your hands on it, I think they're at Kroger. That's the only place I can find them. <laughs> Um, just check it out. But anyway, we hope you enjoyed this episode as uh, you got to know a little bit more about us in this episode. So that's always cool that we get to uh, share the intimate parts of our lives like that, what we do and our jobs and stuff. So, well, as always, it's been fun. And I'm Alex. And I'm Dayton. And Andy cannot be with us. He got disconnected, but it's all good. Um, he wishes you his best uh, and he will see you next week that's right guys till next time have a good one <laughs>